0: Welcome to The Pain Podcast, where we open the conversation regarding living and thriving with chronic pain. My name is Zoha,
1: And I'm Chris. And we're going to be joined by a new and exciting guest every episode to discuss their incredible work in a world of chronic pain.
0: We are joined today by Jackie Wolombe, who is a physiotherapist and currently undertaking a PhD in the self-management of
1: chronic pain. We're really excited to hear what she has learned on this journey and how she is able to teach us all of the things that she's discovered. So hello, Jackie. How are you today?
2: Hello, everyone. I'm very well. Thank you for having me.
1: Let's just jump straight into it. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do?
2: I am a physiotherapist, um, specifically a pain physiotherapist. So my work is focused on helping people with long-term pain to regain their independence and to get back to things that they are previously been restricted from, usually due to their pain. And the rest of my time is spent doing a PhD, researching how self-management works within like people who are living with pain, but also with healthcare professionals and by government and national policy.
0: I feel as though it's something that... So many people would really benefit from knowing more about. So, tell me what made you go into this line of work?
2: I think um, initially, I think if you think of what a physiotherapist does, people have a, a vision in their minds about what that might be. Um, but for me, when I started working, I felt a little bit dissatisfied when using our standard tools and techniques, such as exercise and manual therapy, I found that that wasn't that helpful for people living with more complex or long-term pain. So I decided to um, build up my skills and work more towards um, a different way of working as a physiotherapist.
1: So you said that you didn't like the normal techniques of a physiotherapist. So what techniques do you use to help people with their chronic pain?
2: So the core work um, we do as pain physiotherapists is is pretty similar. So we work on identifying valued goals, so activities or uh, things that people want to get back to that they're limited by. But rather than using pure exercise, we focus on regaining. um, We talk about physical activity and movement and really trying to address the impact of pain. So that might be uh, people might develop low mood or depression and anxiety, and particularly they get worried or fearful about moving. So our role is really focused on addressing those fears, anxieties, providing some education where we can, and working with the person to try and get them back to moving in a meaningful way.
0: So would you say that your line of work is more holistic uh, and not based on the physical interventions?
2: I would. I think um, the model that we work in is called the biopsychosocial model. I'm sure some people will be familiar with that, where we're thinking about the whole person. We're focused on understanding, yes, their biology, what's happening within their body. If there's something that can be, um, you know, where we can intervene as a, team, we will, but we're really also interested in psychological factors which are more common when people have been living with pain that is sometimes unexplained or, or really distressing. And we are then also paying attention to the social, which is something that people aren't very familiar with for physiotherapists to do, but by social I mean we're interested in people's lives, their families, their workplaces and what happens in their communities.
1: That's such an important thing that you picked up on, which is that anyone that lives with chronic pain knows it's not just about the pain. It's actually about how it affects their whole lives, their social interactions, their families and their friends. And you mentioned there about this holistic view. What does that mean in practice? What can someone with chronic pain put in place to try and improve all of these different factors of their life?
2: So one of the things we, we would normally do in our, our general groups or our individual appointment is we ask the person living with pain to draw what is sometimes called an impact diagram. So we get them to draw themselves in the center and to talk us through what has been affected because of their having pain. Um, so by doing that, we can start to identify the broader impact of having pain. And like you said, Chris, It's not always just related to, say, a body part, an injury or a diagnosis, but it can also be affected by things such as worry, anxiety and all sorts of other things.
0: So we've come across the term, you've already mentioned physiotherapy, and then there's also pain coaching. Could you tell us the difference between the two?
2: So I think physiotherapy is more of a, um, a protected title, um, so an allied health professional who works within the health system to um, offer people you know, rehabilitation. So that can be in many different areas. So people would be very familiar with physiotherapists working in, say, sports, but there are physiotherapists working with neurological conditions such as stroke and across the board. So across all the medical specialities, you have physiotherapists working in that. Now, when you think about a pain coach, that's not necessarily an accepted or well-known descriptor, but it really captures the idea that with pain, the focus is not always on relieving the pain. If it's possible, that's something that a healthcare professional can pursue. But because so much of pain is supporting the person living with pain, we we try not to um, impose our way of doing things on on the on the person living with pain, which is where the word coach can sometimes be more helpful. Is we're helping them identify their struggles, where they are finding things challenging, where and also identifying places where they things have worked well for them, and playing upon those strengths. So a pain coach might but the focus there is on supporting that lived experience and getting the person living with pain back to or engaged with different parts of you know of society of life.
1: That sounds brilliant it's actually so great the job that you're doing to help people with chronic pain and I'd actually urge at this point anybody listening with chronic pain to go and try and research if you can find a a pain coach or a pain physiotherapist to help you because it sounds like the work that Jackie is doing is Just so incredible to help the lifestyle of somebody living with chronic pain. I actually wanted to move on now to your research, Jackie, if you could tell us a little bit about that.
2: In a nutshell, I'm interested in self-management. So trying to identify what we mean when we say self-management. So my PhD is looking at language that we use, um, specifically looking at national policy. So what the government suggests we do for self-management of chronic pain. And finally, looking at how people are accessing or not accessing these services and whether they're finding them helpful or not.
0: This is so interesting. It's very useful to have someone doing a PhD who has this academic background basing their work and physiotherapist work on the research that you end up discovering and looking through. What exactly is self-management?
2: Well, that, that is, a, is quite a challenging question. So initially I thought... It would be a really straightforward answer, but the reality is self-management means different things to different groups of people. So from my research, what I'm starting to see is, for example, national policy and politicians view self-management in in a slightly different way. They are looking at it as a way of um, giving people access to their own strengths and their own um, resources in order to help manage their pain now when we look at pain healthcare professionals working in specialist services they seem to use self-management more as a very specific shorthand for everything that they do that is non-medical seeing a psychologist seeing a physiotherapist activity and then when i've spoken to people living with pain they're not necessarily very aware of the term self-management. They're living their lives and doing what they're doing. They're not labelling it in the same way as the policymakers and as healthcare professionals.
1: So if self-management is everything that you do to help your chronic pain, aside from the pharmacology, the medication, do you think that the self-management is the answer to chronic pain? Or do you think that it should be working alongside the medication that you're taking?
2: I think it's more helpful to think of the work that people are doing as covering all those three spheres and also understanding that people live their lives in a complex human environment, that things can change and some people find different things helpful. So I think it's important as healthcare professionals, we don't dictate what people will find you know, helpful for their problem or not, but rather support them where they get unstuck or they hit barriers and try and help them identify which bits would be helpful for them.
0: And you've mentioned the biopsychosocial mo- model a few times. So the bio part would be the biology behind it and tackling any underlying conditions that could be causing the pain. The psycho would be talking about psych- uh, psychological, also addressing how your mental state is. Could you tell me more about this social aspect?
2: So the social aspect has, has been underexplored when we think about research and how services are, are set up, but... I think as human beings, we we don't live, you know, no man is an island. So I think pain is always complicated and it's always got these different things that can contribute to it. So I think when we pay attention to the social, we can start to see why something can be that distressing. So if you're a parent and you wanted to lift your toddler but your thumbs were really sore, that's going to have a huge impact.
1: And to come back to your current research, I'm aware that you're still ongoing, so you might not have found all of the answers yet. But what lessons have you learned from that so far?
2: I think the key part is perhaps we need to think a bit broader as a as a speciality as to what other things could could people be doing in their communities to support themselves with chronic pain. Not just having pain managed within... The healthcare system, but also really drawing on people's individual resources and the resources around them, and something that they don't have to keep trying to get access to.
0: So, we've spoken about the importance of looking at pain holistically and looking at um, the importance of the social factors with it and the psychological factors. But, what advice would you give to someone starting their chronic pain journey? from the get-go.
2: Oh, it's a tricky one That um, The things we've talked about today, how does your mood impact on your pain? How does your activity level impact on your pain? Find out some information. Then the next part would be to draw that impact diagram. And it might change day by day, but it's to draw out on a piece of paper where do you think the pain is affecting your life? Because it might be that you might not be able to do something directly about the pain right now, but it might be that you can do quite a bit around the things that are impacting your pain. So if you feel socially isolated, You can certainly start to look at addressing that if you're feeling that you're getting a little bit stiff every time you get up. It might be that you explore movement a little bit more. And by doing that, I think people can really get a sense of there's so much you can do when you're living with pain. And if you get stuck, absolutely, there are people out there ready to help you. And this can start off either via your general practitioner, your GP, but there are also specialist services and also pain coaches available.
1: That's such great advice. There are so many people out there who are able to help just like yourself. And you've given so many practical pieces of advice today for anybody that has chronic pain. So thank you so much for all that you've shared with us.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Leva Clinic and is available on Spotify, Apple Music and all other streaming platforms. Leva Clinic is approved by the Care Quality Commission and is the UK's first online clinic for persistent pain. They create a personalised and adjustable care plan for their patients, working alongside various healthcare professionals, including doctors, nurses, clinical psychologists, and physiotherapists. Leva Clinic are currently offering a free initial appointment when you register with them. So, if you do have any queries, visit levaclinic.com. That's L-E-V-A Clinic. Dot .com See you next time